0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: Hey, guys, welcome to the podcast this week. If you're listening to this now, you are a fan of our podcast, or maybe you're just checking us out for the first time. We do this podcast is based on a radio show that happens every day, right? Tom Takar.
2: That is right. That's every day. And by the way, I'm the Come Dog Millionaire. Oh yeah, don't that's don't right. Uh, Tom Takar,
1: the Come Dog Millionaire, <laughs> um, is here, and we uh, yeah, we have a show every day. We just got done taping um, our Thursday episode. You're listening to this on a Friday, hopefully. But this is where we bring you the best of the week from eight hours of programming. We whittle it down to the best of clips. But by the best of, I mean we're leaving a lot of best on the table here. Yeah,
2: it's it's very it's a toss up on what's the best of, because there's so much good stuff.
1: It's a really, really fun show, and this week we've got a great uh, episode for you. First up is a clip from our Monday show with Des Bishop and Bonnie McFarlane.
2: That's right, and we talk about the gray area of consent, because some, some ladies will tell you they don't want it, which is what Bonnie says in this clip, and uh, turns, turns they out they
1: do. They do, and then sometimes you don't want it, and you really don't want it, and then sometimes you want it, but you no I, I guess there's never a time where you say you want it and you don't wait no there has been no, I've done yeah, that before yeah. Ian Finance is here <laughs> hey,
0: just staring uh, at me yes. just
3: glaring <laughs> I, I'm the who wants it come <laughs> cat thousandaire
4: <laughs> that's so
1: true though it's like that I was thinking like there's the times you say you don't want it and you want it there's a the time you say you don't want it and you don't want it there's a the time you say you want it and you want it and then there's that's Sometimes how, that you say you want it and you don't want it because you're yeah. just trying to be accommodating. That's, yeah. how so to what? Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's how I felt about my intro. That's <laughs> <Do> how <laughs> I felt about my intro. Do we like, want, I it, want don't this? We? I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> intro me, don't intro me. I kind of don't. Oh God, I don't know. Well, I
1: hope that it was consensual for you the way I just brought you in.
3: Uh, it, it was. Yes, we made eye contact, and I feel like that was affirmative consent. Okay, that's yes. good. I
1: did ask you, do you want to come to the podcast and do the podcast? So I yes. feel like you being and you
3: here, did fill out a form earlier. Yes, <laughs> yeah, literally. Tom yeah. is fingering me and I was that's apprehensive but that. now I, I'm into it. I made an the, form. the I didn't
2: form. want it but now I want it. Look, there's part of the form that's in crayon and that's <laughs> it. Invisible crayon yeah. that you have to <laughs> It's invisible ink. Is that, yeah. is that permissible by the court of law? <laughs> you can only see it
1: with a black light which we expect you to carry with you when you come to our show. Yeah, and that you, is also in another form that we sent you an invisible email <laughs> that told you to bring a black light so you can read the form tomorrow. So if you didn't get any of this. It's kind of on That's you. It's your
2: fault. You should always have a black light on you.
1: <laughs> Here's Bonnie McFarland and Des Bishop on Monday. I don't know. I've never been able
5: to stop making out like, once I've started making out with someone, I'm probably going to have sex that's with them. My I can't point. stop it. It's like, once it's happening. I liked saying no a hundred times and then having sex. Like, yes, I which know is that's. The, I
0: mean, these are all really interesting conversations this
5: is not, to have. This is not, you know, a good Wait, for now. You're saying I'm, glad I'm
0: married. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like sometimes we. No. Like, tell you I know saying No, until because it happens. I'm like. No means no, Bonnie.
5: You know, you're
1: like, oh, my mama. My, my. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't yeah. Think I it's like the doing baby, this, it's cold and outside. And then it's like, it's just
1: hot. It's just like. Oh, yeah. And, you think let me just say I I I can always be convinced like if a guy if I'm making out with a guy I like you enough that I could probably be convinced to fuck you. yes yeah but
0: that's the problem is like you want to be convinced but that's where the confusion happens because then sometimes you get in a situation like a fellow comedian of ours where he has not quote-unquote read that situation correctly, and then yes. he's the bad guy. So it's right. very... Nowadays, right. I don't think it's... You can't... Right. You have it's, to be very clear crazy. nowadays. Yeah, like, you do know. you want it or do you not want it? Or if you're saying right. no right now, you're saying, right now I'm not sure, but let's revisit this yeah, in 15 yeah. minutes. That's yeah. when it, it is complicated, for sure. I guess
1: I just want... Uh, sometimes... I, I just don't want to have an intimate moment with someone if I think they're going to disrespect me after it. And sometimes I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. And I would hate, I don't want to be dealing with a guy not calling me who I've given a blowjob to. And I'm like, how dare I? It, it just feels shitty yes, to do that. that. To, be- to blow someone and then have them blow you off like it, it's just like wow. I shouldn't have done wow. that I shouldn't onwards. have done that yeah and that's always my kind of um, initial anxiety about blowing someone is like this could go would you
2: feel like that if they went down on you first um like if, if they, they went you- down
1: on me first I'd just leave
0: Like thank you, high five. There's the bathroom. Look (laughs) at yourself. (laughs) I
1: think we're done here. (laughs) If they made me come, then I I, no. Actually, yeah, I I would still feel. I would still feel rejected. Uh It's still that's the problem. If like if you hook up with a guy and he doesn't want to continue hooking up with you, even if you don't want to continue hooking up with him, sure. You, it, let's say you don't want to, but then he doesn't either. You feel rejected, and you go, "Oh, I want to now because he's rejecting me." Yeah, such I mean a yeah, that goes both ways. Yeah, yeah,
4: for well, sure.
0: Yeah. Self worth tied up to you know rejection or not. That's a, that's a deeper issue, you know.
1: Yes, yes. Mm. It's. I mean, it. And but don't aren't don't we all suffer that in I some mean, way?
0: I, I'm totally kidding. I mean, I, I think I, I think the more important thing is that. Uh, a lot of uh, men think that like it has to happen for them, and a lot of women think they have to make it happen sure. for a guy, otherwise he's going to go crazy, which I can understand, because physically you literally want to go crazy if you yes. think it's going to happen and it doesn't. Yes. But I do think the real conversation needs to be, what does a guy do in a situation where she doesn't want to, and he thinks she's pushed him too far? I think the guy has to excuse himself and jerk off. That's what I the person agree. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah.
1: That's why yeah. I said this whole Louis thing was a bummer to me, because I used to like, like when guys would just jerk off, because sometimes I want you to come, but I don't want to touch you. And I'm not ready to like facilitate it but like I don't want you to be in you a want weird to do it in mood. The I, I want to keep hanging out with you yeah but the difference this.
0: is that it's after you guys have been making out right it's not a right, direct right. comparison to the situation no, the no. example that you gave no
1: no what I'm saying but the now difference people... between I'm sorry let me um say that I meant by the Louis thing it's like guys are now like oh if I jerk off in front of a girl it's a weird sex Louis thing and it's like no it's like sometimes we like that yeah Right, That's but I think I'm
0: also saying. it's good to acknowledge that physically it's a little bit different for a guy than a woman I'm assuming in that there is a certain energy that can be hard to oh, shut yeah. off for a guy
1: oh no it sucks Aww, I when a I'm guy so no, I, I'm not <laughs> complaining yeah. I, this is a
0: problem if I shamed you guys for your fucking I'm driving but, <laughs> I'm not saying anything I'm not saying
2: anything
0: the point I, I, this is why you right can't right. have a conversation my
5: ball hurts <laughs> no but it's blue balls it's
0: bullshit I'm not talking about blue balls I'm what? Yeah, just your that, ego no. my
5: <laughs> ego is huge it's right just, now
0: well, no 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 so fuck this is Bonnie who says no 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 she means yes which is the antithesis of how you teach people no.
5: listen I honestly think like if it if I was in a situation where I was saying no for real, I would hope the person would know that. But I'm in situations where that's the dance. You know, that's yes. right, the fun of it. Right. You know, where I we think, both yeah, know. But the, it's I, tricky I agree.
0: I believe in the dance, it but not everyone's clear on what the dance yeah, is. not everyone knows it. I agree. I agree.
5: It. And I, my experiences are not the same as everyone else's. So sure. That's me. That's my thing. Yeah. I. Um, yeah.
0: The lack of clarity is a problem in our current uh, discourse. Sure.
5: It's um, amazing to me that more men, I think... That I've started seeing, like, where more men are that confused about it. You know what I mean? And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like.
0: Why would you be confused? I mean like it's really confusing as a guy yeah it's totally confusing no though.
5: I agree I, I think but it's like I don't know when you're in that moment like I probably wouldn't really start heavily making out with someone unless I already knew yeah. that yes. I was yes. gonna have sex with them so when you know?
1: go I'm not sleeping with you and you before you go yes, up to their apartment right, right. that's all the dance Yeah, and it's yeah, like this not flirtatious... everybody has
2: that though like some people will make out with people that they don't wanna fuck right that's what yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. it's not
1: yeah, listen I'm not every woman no that's and I me. really mean yeah. I'm not gonna fuck you when I say that but then when we go up to your, I I, I want to give guys hope in saying that if a girl is making out with you and like has had sex before and is yeah. like free with her butt, she could always be convinced if you show her a good time. Like yeah, not for sure, o- not she but can not always. always yeah. Let me just say, not always, but like you, c- yeah. I can be convinced when I've thought no, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to. If I will get to a point where I will consent to it and be like, I oh I didn't see this coming, but right. he got right. me there. Yeah. But then I
2: now I have another thing where I'm like. I would feel a little weird, like, maybe, did I, like, in retrospect, after, right. I'd be like, did I, like, make that, like, yeah. was make I too someone pushy? do something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's why that's... now I have a form I have everybody sign, and that's what you signed when you came in, Des. so okay. I really that's my so. Consent <laughs> appreciate you <laughs> doing that. <laughs> I hope it was just, just for hand Hand
0: Handjobs hand is all I have for a guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's complicated. It's very complicated. It's I, But I got some sexts the other day. Um, I talked about it on the radio on Thursday. Did I talk about it on Thursday? Day? Yeah. That I got sex on the way here. Did I talk about it on air or just off air? I don't even remember. Yeah, I, was, I, I really You got sexted.
5: I sex. got
1: sex on the way to work. Um, it was awesome. Early. I was I was having like a bad like. Feel, like day where you're just like I don't feel great about myself uh-huh. and then uh, someone uh, from my past Ooh. watched me on bumping mics and was like you're so fucking hot on this thing I'm jerking off. and I was just like whoa I was on the one train just like what is happening and it was awesome and I just want to like give a shout out to that guy for like making my self esteem boost like so much in a moment when I need I literally wrote to him I needed this thank you and he's like good it's fun. True. And I was like, thank
2: you. I'm coming. <laughs> it's <was> great. <laughs> it was in
1: the morning, and I was like, "There was, it was, it was great." So I, um, I thank you for that.
2: Yeah, check out bumping mics and jerk off.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Next up, uh, Tuesday's show, we have Kathy Griffin Holy in studio moly. and Matt Fulcher on. And you know, we talked a lot about her Trump stuff, and you can hear the whole interview on the SiriusXM app. If you can check out any of these episodes from this week on the uh, app, now they're on demand. But this is um she mentioned getting plastic surgery which she's famous for like having talked about and I'm obviously fascinated about Mm -hmm. all that so I decided to ask her about it and um she said she's done man
2: she was super open about it and like she had a really scary experience. The stuff she says, this was such a good interview. It was. Mickey killed it in this one. Thank this was you. so good. Great it, questions, great answers.
1: What are you laughing about over there?
3: I, the whole time, have been like, I can't hear anything. The soundboard must be messed up. And then I lift up the cord.
2: And yeah, that's what, what we unplug. gave you. <laughs> we gave you an unplugged, like when you give a little kid a video game controller. <laughs> <laughs> we, you're not even mic'd, actually.
3: Oh, see, I
1: see, I wanted this to be like MTV Unplugged, but just with you Ian but like literally unplugged like I was just I sold it to Ian in the form that we talked about before yeah. where yeah. you could only, all the fine print was all written in um, invisible ink in that was part of it is like your appearance was going to be unplugged and I know that sounded like it was going to be rugged like you were going to be telling us the, it, like the truth behind that's why I wore this jacket yeah. yeah but literally no it just meant like you wouldn't be able to be heard or hear anything that's so good so it was just part of the form again it's This okay. all, you're is all, that
3: why you guys have me in the hallway right <laughs> now that's right yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, check it out guys. This is Kathy Griffin talking about uh plastic surgery.
6: Yes. Tell me th- tell me both sides of things. What I'm got gonna, you into it? I'm what... going to tell you the ugly because I, I actually... All right, so first of all, I've had a lot of mishaps. So for, here's the one I have to tell you that is sort of amusing, but sort of not. So I was botched by Botched. You know that show, Botched? <laughs> so one of the guys on Botched, Paul Nassif, I um, was like 35 and I got this chemical peel above my top lip because yeah. he said I had fine lines, which I kind of didn't. And now, like, if I took my makeup off, it looks like I have a white mustache and I'm so self-conscious about it. Like, If I ever take a picture of myself without makeup it looks like the got milk ad and it's permanent so it's been like 18 years or whatever so i think it's funny that i was botched by botched and by the way botched i don't want to go on your show and try to get unbotched so don't like call me this is not an outreach but um you know i had a facelift and i had my eyes done and first of all there's this thing called gravity so i'm going to be honest facelifts only last as long as you know like any your youth lasts. meaning you can get a facelift and your face is going to go back to the way it was in like five years But also it's barbaric. Like you have scars all over. It's gross and disgusting and it's painful. So I just stopped doing it because it didn't do anything for me that I thought it would. Like I thought it would make me more hireable or more attractive or more youthful looking or whatever. And then um, I will say one thing that's great about uh, that changes sort of the industry is it's all about filtering now. So now if you've got the freaking Kardashians doing... Filters then I'm saying filter, save the money, save the stitches and just filter the pictures. Just yeah, no just filter the picture. And so um I tried to basically physically airbrush my face and yeah. it's funny because people like online they always say, like, your face looks terrible. I'm like, No, I just got older. That's really <laughs> you why does your face look different? I go, I got I got older. I got fifty eight, so I look different than when I was on Southerly Susan at thirty six. Yes. <laughs> so that's all it was. And I got lipo and I almost died. I got toxic shock syndrome. Oh. Oh my God! I wrote an article for Glamour magazine called "Lipo Sucks," and seriously, <laughs> I had to go to the hospital, and I uh, it was horrible and painful. And I also wasn't even fat; like I thought I was uh-huh. fat. I know you've and never I wasn't been fat. I've never been fat. You've never been no. fat. And it's interesting because um, I have this really cool thing, and I have it framed in my house, and it's my mom's old timey bathing suit from like the freaking 30s, right? And my whole life, I grew up with my mom thinking she was fat, and I have this bathing suit framed in my house now, and she was never fat either so i think it's just a female thing that we think and i actually like i don't know i guess i shouldn't say this but i don't like read like those magazines anymore because i can't deal with like looking at these 14 year olds and so being told like you're supposed to look like this and so and even if you know you're not supposed
1: to and you look at the images; it still gets in your head. It's yeah. it's subliminal. You don't. It, it affects the way you see yourself. And so I, I have to keep my Instagram. I have to keep like real women on there yeah. in addition to all the models, because then I will end. You look at yourself
6: and you end up feeling. Less than. Yes. Right. And, and and then you focus on that instead of what you really want to do, which in our so case is tell time. jokes and be funny. And still, like, even like when you think about like this, I'm going to be vicious. Like if I look like, you know, um, Kevin Hart or like any, not Kevin Hart, I mean, Kevin James or like any of these guys that just keep getting sitcom after sitcom after sitcom, never in a million years. So, I, I mean, not like I'm like some, you know, fitness model, but I do like I, I stay in shape. Well, I, I do it to stay sane because I'll go cuckoo if I don't like go on these like I'm like Forrest Gump. I go on like a seven mile walk every day like a crazy person. Um, you'll see me tonight at the Brooklyn Bridge about right, 2 a.m. There's right. no traffic. You um, literally walk at night? Oh yeah, I love it. And I, oh, you know what I do? I do the crazy lady arm circles. Yes. Which scares <laughs> off assaulters. It does. Right? Uh, Nobody is going to mess with the crazy when I lady. I run, I sing and I yes. dance and I look insane. And yeah. then if I pass someone scary, I go like this. Woo! <laughs> and it just scares them. And That's
3: yeah. an ISIS call, I think. Well, I'm very high ranking. I've been actually cut
6: down to. I'm one of the waitresses there now. They cut me down, but um, but yeah, it's. I think that if you want to work out because it makes you feel good, you should. But this idea of working out to try to fit into a size, you know, child size six X is ridiculous and sad. And it's an industry that it's kind of going on and on. But I I feel like we're kind of making strides. Like I I feel like anything from the Dove campaign to more real women. And I saw Diane Keaton say this great thing at a speech one time, and she goes. I haven't had any plastic surgery and it was a room full of women who have plastic surgery and she goes I just thought it would be fun if I was the only one like an experiment oh, and, uh, right? and who doesn't want to look is. like Diane Keaton and let I me know. tell you it's all about the freaking lighting like I, as I know some like old timey movie stars they get that good lighting and they all like it takes 30 years off them and then they don't have to have like bloody scars It's the well, scarring and the recovery and yeah. the burning and of then the you lasers can't go anywhere. Like, the, yeah. another reason I haven't had anything done in like a long time is I thought well when I used to get that stuff done, I then have to go hunker down, and it's actually depressing because yeah. you're alone. You're recovering from trying not to be ugly, which is a bummer <laughs> and exhausting. It's exhausting. I don't know how many episodes of Maury Povich I would watch, and you're just trying to pass the time, and it hurts, and you don't want to like tell a guy, and like, you're embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. The, you the... got it done because you're embarrassed, and then you're embarrassed when you get it done. It, that is that is definitely the
1: catch of it is that it, when you have stuff done, you and I wish more women were open about the laser treatments. And the injections that they get because there's so many shady things going
6: on now. And it's- can't you just do like lip liner? Like seriously, like, I was thinking about. Th- I don't do lips because I'm just too much of a like. A and pain you have great pussy. lips, but if what? you had thin lips, you might look into it. Well, I am not above a Pam Anderson lip liner. Let sure, me tell sure. you, yeah. I will. I will do a lip liner up to my nose. Yeah, yeah. and I just feel like that saves, saves a lot of time and money and pain. So it's, I just, I,
1: I'm looking into more and more of this stuff because now, the the technology of these lasers, you can just have all these women that have perfect skin and poreless faces and they, yeah. they're they saying that they're using Aveeno lotions or like Walgreens, things you can buy at Walgreens. Yeah. like nothing topical makes your pores no. dis- disappear. You Those have to are burn your face
6: like you're in the movie Backdraft. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, that's you what I would burn look like. yourself. I would look like a shiny, I would look like Jeff Sessions. I would yes. look like a shiny, peeling, yes. rosacea nightmare.
1: And then you are quarantined in your house and you're yes. right, you can't tell any guys, I, you can't be honest with men in your life because men go, you're beautiful. They don't get it, and even your friends are mad. And they go, "Don't do it," because then that means they have to do right, it, and they're right. they're mad about the. Because I've been in that scenario where
6: I'm like, "Why would you do that to your face?" when yeah. I'm like, "No, I have to." <laughs> do You're it like, to "How my much face. was it?" Exactly. Yeah. And then they also used to tell me this trick where they'd go, like, if I got a facelift, they'd say, "Get a haircut." And I'm like, "What?" And they'd say, "If you look different, then just tell everyone you got a haircut." I'm like, "Okay, how stupid are people?" <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. So stupid. you know me, I'm like showing people my scars. I used to do th- this. Was so twisted when I used to do shows at this place called um, uh, uh, Largo. I would actually show slides of my liposuction, and it was mortifying. I mean, until people were like vomiting, I was just like, "Here it is, ladies. This is what it really is." And it was yeah. just these gross bruises on my thighs, uh, which my thighs were. You fine. got lipo on your thighs? Yes. You know why? Because I I thought that I didn't have the type of legs where if you put your legs together, there should be space in between oh, the thigh gap. Yeah, like I'm a 13 year old model, <laughs> and so I was like, "Can you slice it?" And they're like, "Yeah, no." That that's how my legs are. And so I realized, or I could just jog.
1: Mm-hmm which yeah. was
6: way better, and I enjoyed
1: it. But you, but it sounds like, though, we're very similar. I also had a mom who has always been skinny, thought she was fat, and then I grow up and I'm bigger than her, and I'm like, why are you saying you're fat when I'm literally standing next to you bigger than you? And she's like, it's different on you, you know, oh, when boy. they try to. And yeah. so you grow up thinking you're fat. I look back at pictures of myself where I'm like, I felt fat that day, that day, and you weren't. No. And so even And so now, knowing that, I try to tell myself when I'm having those moods I think oftentimes, and I've learned this from a lot of therapy, it's like when I'm depressed I go to the one thing that I have control over, which is eating and exercising. Yes. And so then I just go, you're fat. Right. Because that's the only because it's much more comforting in my brain to go, you're fat, you can control that than um, you're maybe depressed that you're lonely or, yeah, or anything you or, feel unloved or so, something that's a little bit out, more out of your control. And so when you got, the, when did you say, I'm I'm done with all of this stuff? And are you truly done? Are you I'm no truly longer done, lasers? Anything like that? Nothing.
6: Well, first of all, like I said, I've, honestly, I've had some mishaps. Like, the lipo thing was really scared the hell out of What I happened? What ha- toxic like so- toxic so- shock. shock? That's the that, period it, it, thing. That's the tampon. A, yes, so what it means is that I couldn't, they use the word void, but it means mm-hmm. pee. So, when you don't pee for, like, two wait, days. They call it when you don't void? Yeah, they're like, you're not voiding. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what's voiding? And they go pee. Involved? And they freaking <laughs> sent me home. And you're not supposed to leave the hospital until you've peed because it clears out your organs and all this stuff. So I go home and then I remember the doctor calls me that night and he's like, have you voided? And I was in so much pain. I go, no, what's going on? And then I remember him saying, I'm sending a nurse over right now. And I'm thinking, that sounds bad. Yeah. And um, then he sent a nurse to my house and she put, get this, a catheter up my freaking (gasps) vagina, which was brutal. And they keep going like this. It doesn't hurt. It does. This isn't going to hurt. I'm screaming in pain. And I had a catheter for four days and the doctor didn't want to admit that he fucked up and so I'll never forget this I walked in and they used to sneak me in the back room because I was like the shame of the plastic surgery office and there was another (laughs) physician there and he took one look at me and I think I was green and he goes what happened to you And it was crazy. I will never forget this. That doctor, like, I don't want to say he saved my life, but he starts calling the plastic surgeon. He goes, what did you do to her? Good. And do you know how scary it is to be sitting there in pain? And I was almost like half out of it. And I've got a freaking catheter up my vag. Oh, my God. I know. And then it turns out that I had to go right to the ER. And the doctor who sort of noticed that I was not well, he made the plastic surgeon go to the ER with me. He like got him in trouble and they took care of me and everything was fine after that. But it was a. Like a bad scare. And, yeah. and, and to go through that when, and you look at yourself and you go, I've done this to myself, right. all because I wanted my thighs Do you to be ha, Like, thinner? did you have one thing I was, one thing that really screwed me up for a long time is I had a weight number in my head that was unattainable. Oh. And I had this thing where I was probably, I probably weighed like 118, but I had this thing in my head where I've got to weigh 110. And so it made me like, I wrote about this in my first book, but I, ha, I really struggled with bulimia and I kept thinking, I've got to get to 110. I've got to get to 110. And I was, you know, in my 20s and I probably weighed 110 when i was in high school or something Mm -hmm. so it was really great i finally had a really good therapist who said what if like what if you weighed 117 and i remember thinking oh i could do that and i kind of that was like a good sort of mantra to remember because 118 wasn't even overweight so she probably thought i was insane but in my head i don't know why i had this number of 110 and it just i would be like half dead so i just was going all right be comfortable with a, a normal weight and I will say I lost a ton of weight after the Trump thing. And it's weird to lose weight unintentionally when you're older, because it's not cute. Like your whole <laughs> life, you're like, oh, I want to lose weight. But when you lose, I lost like 15 pounds in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I looked in the mirror and I went, oh, this is this is not what I thought. I'm not, I don't look like anyone from the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look like someone who's really sick. Coming out of me. Kathy, Gri- uh,
1: coming out of Kathy Griffin, we're going right into another superstar. Brooke Burke was with us yesterday, who like uh, every guy realized fantasized a- yeah, about a lot I in the nineties and two thousands. When,
2: when I walked into my apartment yesterday, everybody was like, "Ooh, how was Brooke Burke?"
3: And they yeah. were all jerking off and stuff. Yeah, <sighs> she was a foxy
1: lady in studio. Ian, what do you have? Any feelings about her?
3: Lots of feelings Okay uh, I don't live in Tom's Your apartment But I was leg is shaking on. Vigorously <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I'm very uh, excited With the, th- the images Just the mere in my thought head. of her <laughs> uh, No I had a poster Of her on my wall When That's I was younger That's so cool And yeah. then Rosebud Baker she Was, was also a there
1: First time guest on the show And she absolutely killed it This was Love an episode Rosebud. This whole episode Was such a delight um, You can listen to it On on demand On the SiriusXM app You need a Sirius subscription Which guess what Not as expensive as you think Look into it guys Get, Look,
2: it, to, get it for yourself for Christmas, you earned it.
1: Yeah, if you listen to this podcast, why not just like be able to listen to so many more things that we talk about? We really yeah. get into stuff. But this is us talking to Brooke Burke about um, challenging yourself, and uh, we talk a little dancing too. Not gonna lie. You're someone, I love hearing that about you because I recently took on a challenge as well that scared me to death. But I was like, it was, it gave me so much adrenaline. Yeah. And now I'm like searching. Literally, I was talking about your show Wild On because I'm like, I want to do more of what I just did because I just did. I don't know if you know this. I just was on Dancing with the Stars you, this past season, <laughs> and I got first <laughs> <laughs> voted off.
7: <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, can I, can faced I can my fears.
1: I've never danced in my whole life. You won season seven. First of all, I'm embarrassed to say that I'm stars. not
7: watching the show anymore Don't for not uh, reasons. I love that you said that before <laughs> because I was like, I'm gonna tell her I'm on it. Uh, but Ryan can I make you feel it. better? I got the lowest scores of of all time in semifinal history of Dancing with the Stars. So even though I won semifinals and i forgot the dance you and it was did? like crickets and it was so bad that i couldn't get back into the, it was di- and my producers are like yes this is amazing television i'm like oh my god i just humiliated myself in front of the whole <laughs> oh it, it um, feels like everything but hey kind of awesome to go first at least you have like a stat. <laughs> it's, an, it's it's i it's, know you're laughing about it and finding humor in it, it so but
1: it was it was devastating because if you've been in the system of Dancing with the Stars a month prior to even go Everyone's like, why are you so wrapped up in it?" that you were gone immediately? I was like, I was dancing for a month up until that. The whole show is terrifying. And it is your life becomes Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Th- Stars yeah. and it is All nothing day. else. The Kavanaugh trials happened during my the dancing practice, and I got out dancing. and I was like, "What is you're this Kavanaugh like, no? thing?" Yeah. I didn't know anything.
7: <laughs> yeah, you're in a bubble. It's terrifying. It was the hardest you thing ever.
1: Won. What was Do- it like winning? Um, I I lost the most you could lose.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was
7: the furthest one from what uh, you. Yeah. What?
6: But well, well, how did it
7: feel? It was thrilling and amazing and super scary and harder than childbirth four times and one of the most amazing (laughs) life lessons ever. And I remember being on Derek's shoulders holding up the mirror trophy and crying and they were not like tears are dry it was, we, I was so happy Relief. that it
4: was, it was over
7: because this is my, my daughter just walked in on oh. a mother daughter oh. trip oh Hi baby oh. um, It was it was amazing and challenging and I learned so much from that show and exciting and hard and crazy and I kept saying to myself every time I would go out there why do I keep choosing these crazy ass jobs and like what am I doing because yes. I couldn't remember which foot left or right I, every time If I would have lasted any
1: longer on the show I mean I was dying I loved it so much. I think they got rid of me thinking that I didn't really like it that much or because I was having a really hard time because I'm a bad dancer, but I loved it so much. But it is truly the hardest thing I've ever done. And I was off first. You had to learn 20 more dances than I did. Over a very short amount of time. The stress is unimaginable, but you're so right about that that crying after winning. Because I, I was at the finale and I saw <laughs> all, all the finalists and I, I, I just all I could think for them was like, you're done. Yeah. Aren't you so gl-? like? I know you didn't. three of them didn't win, but I'm like, aren't you glad you're major, done? You major, major
7: life commitment. I don't know another show that's a seven day commitment. So, you know, mind, body, oh, yes. you're broken seven. down. Wow. It's <laughs> every day. It, it, it's you a practice really every day? You practice every day or you're, you're blocking and then you have performance days so it was like three months of my life every single day and you know coming out of that I was like there's nothing that I can't do I know. that's what I
1: felt like when and you're like I, I don't have
7: time I'm like no 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 you can do anything you want to do that's what I said
1: as soon as I because I said that even before we went live I was like because I'm doing this show and it's the most terrifying thing because I don't dance and I don't know how to do any of this and I'm going to be in like a leotard on TV and I was just like if I can do this I can literally yeah, do anything. anything and it's that's what I learned from it but I, I, I've i been saying now I've, I face my fears and my my fears punch me in the face well, because
7: that, it, well they tell you what to do and that's how you grow so good for you and you and seeking that like adrenaline that peak experience yeah. good or bad it's hard to find things in life where you're just that blow you away and surprise you right yeah I
1: just didn't I signed up being like I just don't
7: want to be voted off first
1: and that oh. won't happen like how could you no one gets voted off first I think I said well, that I'm sorry no one gets voted off first and it's like yes they do like, uh, someone <laughs> has to and it's not so would gonna, you would you, you dance again the, uh, yes I'm I pitched them a losers season already where I'm. Like I want to come back to redeem a
7: redemption season with all people who are first voted off. I like that. I love that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I love that because everybody wants a second chance, right? That yes. I'm dying,
1: (gasps) dying for a loser season. I'm glad to have your support, Brooke and and Rosebud. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. I I mean, I'm I'm behind it. I I was a dancer growing up, and I think (sighs) it is it is so hard. Yeah, I was a day seven days a week, every day after high school. Yeah, yeah. So cool. But I I quit because I was like this is actually way too hard (laughs) and to round out the show this week we had ron funches in studio today with ian fidance and uh ron has a podcast podcast ron has a podcast ron has a podcast called getting better i took out the g
3: getting better
1: better getting better with ron funches um, and so, getting better. There's no. there, It's, no, no, ER. it's getting better. Okay. Get, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> getting better uh, yes. with Ron Punches. That's right. It's exhausting to not pronounce that G.
2: Yeah. Uh, Throw in that G. And Ron. I feel stupid
1: saying. Yeah. Come on. Let's get the G we'll back take in there. Take out the
2: other G too. Why what, make it Etten better? You know. Oh yeah. Why take out one G and not the other? <laughs> Etten seems a little. You know. It's a real. Uh, what is it? Sophie's choice or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sophie's <laughs> How did you choice pick of which G's.
1: G? <laughs> Um, getting better is the name of this podcast and I just talked to him a little bit about uh, how, what that what that looks like because that's, that's my goal is to get better and um, here's our talk, conversation with good old Ron Funches you have a podcast about getting better mm-hmm. is that what it's called it's, it's called, called Ron- getting better getting better with Ron Funches and I want to talk to you about it. You
4: put that extra G in there because you're so white.
1: It's called Getting...
4: Getting Better. Well, let
1: me just say that I did not type this up. It was Jen who Uh. typed it up with a G. She is black.
4: okay?
0: (laughs) So she
1: added the G. She, Yeah, so it's called Getting Better with Ron Funches and it's a podcast in which I'm guessing you talk about getting better better
4: at all aspects of life so we have people come on who are good writers like bill lawrence are good comedians are um, just good at wrestling or whatever and we just talked about their struggle from what you know where they started to where they are now and how they're still trying to get better because i think that's a thing that people with celebrity or, or talent they trying to use it as a way to separate you you know they're like oh I could never do that you're so talented I could never do that and what I find is that usually we're all kind of the same and, and these people just have a drive to, to achieve and, and you go step by step so if you look at the finished product of course you never think like when you want to be a stand up if you're watching Chris Rock Dave Chappelle Tig Notaro all the time you're like I could never do that go to an open mic you're like oh fuck I could do this yes yeah. You know, yep, and then, and, and that's what we just kind to talk about on my podcast with with just about with everything where there's like weight, weight loss and stuff like that.
1: It's you're right. it's when you the comparing yourself and I'm trying to get better myself, and I'm reading this book about cognitive behavioral therapy, which is kind of. As it, I've related now that it's opened my eyes to so many things exactly what you're saying when you compare yourself to people who are like why would I compare myself to Dave Chappelle I've never done stand-up comedy I'm thinking about it and I'm watching him that's such a that's black and white thinking of like if I can't be him then I'm not worth doing it Exactly. And um and cognitive behavioral therapy like traces so many of your thoughts that lead to your emotions which lead to being able to do things and being motivated so like it all starts with your thought of what you're telling yourself about a situation but you're right like I feel like comedians. Uh, a lot of times, we like to pat ourselves on the back, like there's something special about us. But we just, we could all. I think a lot of people could be funny and imbi- get up there and do it. They just have to do it. And there's yeah, there's well, blocks other than
4: being talent. Absolutely, uh, but I feel like it doesn't matter uh, what industry it is. You mm-hmm. know, it's just about what do you want to do. What are your natural talents like? Like, because. I couldn't be a great basketball player, no matter how hard I tried right you know, but my talents naturally lie in comedy and then you you just expound on those talents but that doesn't mean that I'm better than anyone or different than anyone. It's just you 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 find your niche and you work hard at it
1: what if um Ron, what if I'm not good at anything? What if there's someone who's just like not gonna well, I know ma- that's not, not gonna true. be the, well, not me, but what if there's someone who just hasn't found anything they're good at or talented at and they're like, well,
4: how old are they?
1: Let's say they're like forty. Forty,
4: and, 40? and That's they're like a struggle. they struggle. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, I think there's a thing that becomes. You don't have to be a superstar. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there are talents that are that aren't. Comedy that aren't m- m- sports. You could be a great teacher. You yes. could be a great. Um, Listener. You could be a great customer to me. Customer service is such a low here, especially in America. If you are great at customer service, mm-hmm. you're doing a yes. really good service for the world. You're making people's lives better. That's a great oh, that is so point. appreciated. Yeah. I've, like, the last couple of nice
2: customer service people, I've made a point to be like, how can I, like, help you like how can I like can I call somebody or like leave a review for you or something yeah. because it's so important and
1: yeah. and um, you're right it's like I think now especially we've just come to expect such shit from that that when you are super great, I remember those people and they stay with you and they, and you can that's a, just because you work at Starbucks and you hate your job and you hate dealing with all these people who expect their coffee and you're getting paid, like not enough, like if you're, if you could give some kindness onto someone Uh and not be, a a, like I can take that with me being the the cunt at Starbucks that's waiting on my drink. Like I've left a Starbucks being like, oh my God, that person just made me feel better about my day because they seem to be in such a great mood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, I often focus on that when I feel, when I compare myself to other comedians or whatever, and mm-hmm. I go, like, I'll never be that good. Like, even in the what thing that I'm good look, at. Yeah. And then I go, well, and I was talking about this the other day, then I go, I'm a really good friend. I'm, like, one of the best friends. And so it's like, yeah, I'll never win an award for that, maybe, but yeah. I'm going to, like, celebrate that That's with myself. You like, you got to find something on a maybe a micro level or just a very personal level. Like, I'm well, I'm good at, I'm good at, um... I'm sure a lot of people are out there are good moms and dads in their own way. That's and the thing I'm most proud of. It, yeah, like it, tell me about more that. More than
4: comedy, more than anything. I'm proud of being a good dad. I'm proud that I like gone from living on like a dirty mattress and having a a two-year-old son and didn't know how to take care of him to now we have a home and he's walking around his pool like he owns it yeah he's got cocky little attitude yeah and he's going around there with a christmas list that is a mile long (laughs) and he knows he's gonna get almost all of it and that makes me happy as shit
1: yeah you so you have a lot of pride in being a father. I mean, obviously, that's what I hear when you become a parent. It's like that's becomes priority. And Depends so, on person. Yeah. How did it change you?
4: Um, it just changed me from I didn't have much drive. I didn't have also much um, care for myself. I didn't think I deserved certain things. I I just was like floating through life and whatever I'm handed is is fine. And when I had my son, it became of like okay these standards changed for me whereas like you know um, taking gravity bong hits and sleeping on a mattress with no sheet was fine for me when I knew I was going to have a kid I was like I can't bring my son into this type of environment I have to have a career I need to have some money especially when I found out my son had a disability and Mm -hmm. autism it was like oh I need to make money that might be able to take care of him after I'm dead. So I right. got, I got, I got to do stuff. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's. I often think. I remember that. I, not to bring him up, but I remember Louis C.K. saying that when he had kids, he went from doing the same 45 minutes on the road for 10 years, just doing club after club, to being like, no, I have to start really that's when like we all started finding out about Louis C.K. because he started working harder because he was like I have kids now Yeah, I'm like I gotta get some of
4: those yeah, <laughs> yeah Sometimes kids I'm like, will do
1: it I, well, I need some kind of motivating thing you know when you buy a house something that's like well I gotta pay this like I need that
4: thing yeah keep leveling yourself up so you, you don't feel like you can relax it's important but also I mean what but are I you talking relax. about You what are you talking about you do so much I do so you, much you sell I- out shows all over the place you were on the dancing with the stars how many other comedians were on that show ever.
1: Um they uh, most of them turned it down, I will say that. I
4: will say I didn't say that. I said how many were on the show Good ever. Point. Um, Margaret Cho and Jeff Ross are wow, the ones so that I know. Three of. comedians. Yeah. You were the second female comedian. Yes. Ever yeah, there are only one guy, so I guess Jeff Ross should really actually take the credit yeah, there. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, just, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I do a lot, a but it's like I still. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very much at a point Imagine in my life
0: you,
1: yeah, <laughs> where it's like I've never, I've never felt so busy and so like respected and like all the things that I've always wanted in my career. But it's like I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not happy because I am happy, but. I just, I'm, I'm, e- I, I, like the idea of your podcast because I'm eager to get better. Like I want, mm-hmm. I want to be. Then
4: why did you turn it down?
1: What did I? T- <laughs> why did I turn your podcast down? Yeah.
4: When did I turn it down? No, you turned it down because you were going to be going to New York.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm actually going to be in LA next week if you're there, and mm-hmm. I'll totally do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sweet. Booking just occurred. (laughs) Listen to me on getting better with Ron Funches on iTunes. Okay, tell me about your special uh, giggle fit. Getting, getting better. Thank
4: you. Thank you. giggle fit. I took Uh, took the E out of the giggle.
1: giggle. (laughs) We got better with Ron Funches. Uh, That was a Um, good talk. We're all fixed. What? We're all fixed now. We're all better. I just think the goal of this week is just, I'm just trying to stay present. No past, no future. Just, like, in the moment, because that's all I can control. And I don't even have control of the moment. I literally don't know what I'm going to say next, right now. Yeah. That, Whoa. That. No, yes, I do.
3: Yeah, you, but you actually, have you don't. all written down. There's
1: no free will. That's yeah. my new thing. I'm really you into, did, like, there's no you free will.
3: try to live like you're breathing. You don't even realize that you're doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. That's what I'm getting into.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, this is the you Up podcast. We have a show every day and. Sirius XM for two hours every morning 10 to 12 Eastern Monday through Thursday on channel 95 so if you have Sirius or you have a rental car you can check us out on that Um, any secrets this week?
2: Hmm Ooh secrets Secrets. I ate Somebody told me last night not to eat a certain uh, plate of food. Yeah, a certain (laughs) pussy. And uh, I just couldn't help myself. I was hungry. Uh, I needed nutrients. Um, (laughs) No, I ate a bunch of, I ate all their calamari. But it was like, they got it for free. They'll get more. Oh,
1: calamari is so good. I really miss that. I remember hearing that they were just pig anuses cut up like some some, made me <laughs> like it more some restaurants they do look
3: like that they do some they have restaurants the same, do that they yeah. do that
1: because calamari but calamari is not that expensive so there's no reason to really my, do do it. my grandmother to lied
3: to me and told me they were french fries because she used to try to get me to eat calamari and I never wanted to and she yeah. told me they're french fries and then when I ate it she oh. goes it's calamari
1: how good are the. They're like rubbery. I love. It. That's the one food I miss so much about yeah. being vegan. It's is like calamari. Yeah. I only started
3: to enjoy it when I was an adult. Yes, yeah. it's an so acquired it taste. A get child. into calamari. Yeah. And it's That's more the... calories than you think. Yeah. <laughs> like eating ass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> calamari is calories? Oh, yeah. It's just a protein. It's fried, oh, fried calamari. Yeah, I always get yeah, grilled.
3: I even stuffed ca- not a stuffed fried. grilled calamari. Ooh.
1: Uh, We could talk calamari all day, but we got to go. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Uh, Rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week.
0: This has been a Comedy Central podcast.